Happy Comic Book Day and welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. And happy Comic Book Day to you and to everybody listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and hit that comment section like a 75% off sale at KB Toys, baby! Are we going to clean up today? Oh, oh, clean up! I shall, because if there's one thing I know in this nerd hut, right? You see, you tune in to U.S. Comics Cast. You're greeted by every variety of Latin beefcake ever, right? You got wow. our, our lambda, 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 elderly statesmen, all in good shape, all thin, all delicious looking. You got the chubby, youthful, appreciative counterpart, right? The chubby side of the coin. One of us is surrounded by a couple key collectibles, some graphic novels, some amazing books and pieces of art, and the other is in a nerd haven. I got toys to the left of me, toys to the right of me, and it's just about time, John, that we help these beautiful people out by going mano a mano on the five-year anniversary of the Netflix-exclusive toys that made us. You and I are gonna go. Uh, you and I are gonna go dream shopping, and we're gonna talk about the best of the best. The toy aisles have to offer, and I hope, I hope you got something better than obvious, because I on, need man. to know. I need to know one thing, my brother. I need to know your favorite all-time toy line. The people need Look. to know. I need to know. Raise them eyebrows high. And uh-huh. let the people know mm-hmm. who you think is number one. For someone who resides basically in aisle seven of an actual toy store, it seems like almost an embarrassing question for you to put out into the world. But I realize some days you got to do what Charlie got to do. Um just the actual utterance of the question what's your favorite toy line equals what's the greatest toy line ever conceived of for There's someone no who hates lists about it i love that There's your opinion no debate. well look he, he, here's the thing that's like somebody saying what's the greatest country in the world america the united states is the greatest country. Like, you don't even have to really think about it. It's just a fact. Now, the, set's falling the apart. answer, as Charlie just throws shit up and down the place, um, the answer is a very, very simple one. Also, the greatest in America, it's the Defenders of America, codename G.I. Joe, yo, Joe! Don't ask Cobra, because they don't want to hear about it. G.I. Joe is without question the greatest toy line of all time. Ergo, it's my favorite. What about you? You you know what my problem is, John? I know many problems that you have. Go ahead and tell me one of them. (laughs) 
one of my big problems is I think that there's certain important features to a toy. It needs to be uh, sure. aesthetically pleasing. All it right. needs to be fun as hell. It needs to be that's inherently a, that's a, that's toyetic. A strong point. And it needs to not have its thumbs break off the minute you try to put a machine gun in its head. Because there is a correct answer. <sighs> and they're just about three and three quarter, bro. But they are too young to serve in the military because it is, of course, the teenage... Oh, Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. John, John, let's start with yeah, the obvious. Charlie, please. Let's start with the obvious. Look here. I, I have Raphael in my hand. Vintage. Indeed. Look, he's older yeah, than yeah. me. Just look how sure. handsome. Look how handsome and ornery Raphael is. Just, Those of you that like, are joining uh, us. Just, just on sitting YouTube. there, has a problem with all of society. In, inherently thinks he's better than everybody else while being woefully, woefully worried about his shortcomings. And I'm not talking about Raphael right now. I'm talking about Charlie, but also Rude. as well as Rude. Raphael happens to have those same tendencies. But you know what, though, Charlie? I'm going to give real you quick. an opportunity. Look at this. Look at this special feature of this toy from the 80s, mind you, uh, or maybe early 90s, 92. I take his sigh out of his hand. His thumb yeah. stays intact. I put the sigh in his hand. <sighs> Look at that thumb. Yeah, oh, no, let me fix his rubber band. Oh, he doesn't very, have a weird very, rubber band in his tummy. That your that your chunk of singular plastic, your five point <laughs> articulation chunk of plastic, stayed in one piece. Seven points of articulation. But, but, but once again, once again, I'm gonna go ahead. I'll give you the opportunity here. Um, why don't you walk the good people through your uh, through your introduction to the turtles, to your first few memorable toys that you put your little grubby mitts on, give us at least the opportunity to tell you why you're wrong. I mean to revel in your love of my, the turtles. My first introduction to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't the cartoon, wasn't the film, it wasn't the uh, the comic book. I was far too young for Mirage sure. Studios to be in my life. And illiterate. It, was the toy aisle. I saw little Raphael with his bright white chompers and his gnarling face. And then I saw a vehicle that's so iconic, that's so glorious, that the, I the needed Santa. Blimp is what you're talking I about? I needed Santa to deliver. No, sir. It oh, is my, bad. my mistake. The party wagon. John. The yes. party wagon has bombs, yeah. has seats for six. As right? all good party wagons do. Anti-foot blasters, yeah, no. wacko bombs, and spring-action no foot no tenderizer. In I, I hate to tell the turtles this, but turtles have four feet. The, the last thing in the world that the turtles are is anti-foot because they got four of them. Those little... Shell-shocked goobers. The last time that I saw any turtles that were worth their weight, they were flipping around Rocky Balboa's little fishbowl. And yeah, I'm talking about Cuff and Link. Because if Cuff and Link had thrown their little thrown their little action around the ooze, they would have come up with something a little bit cooler than some fucking uh, you know some some uh, mid-century uh, painters. If you and if you gave playmates one more like bite at that initial 
like 200 figure wave crossover, they would have gotten to box it box it, uh cuff and link rather would have been two <laughs> boxing ass turtles yeah. absolutely if shredder to see that had recruited cuff and link instead of like bebop and rocksteady it's an entirely different story because you got the turtles as we know them trained by splinter but you got cuff and link trained by rocky balboa and maybe I, even I, mickey i don't want to i don't want to betray i don't want to betray my boys it would be three on three because Raphael would be like what's this other team doing oh shit apollo <laughs> is helping i love here. there's marciano's my guy too man i'm with you guys Oh my, it wouldn't even take him half a He would literally take his bandana off and be like, I need a red, white, and blue striped one, please. Uh, thank you. John. So, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll help you out a little bit, Charlie, because actually the toy line uh, by Playmates, as, as you inferred, um, inspired by the success of, uh, of G.I. Joe, but also of Transformers, um, they, they came a little late to the party per, per use. For those that Charlie emulates. Um, so yeah, you, there are going to be certain advantages. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw a little history your way. As if there Do was it. this episode of the toys that made us. Um, so G.I. Joe, originally a line created. Uh, not a, not a, a soldier doll. Not a doll for boys. But the first action figure. An action figure. Get it right. Um, so, so yeah, so they rolled out this... Uh, this large size doll uh, action. I'll kill you. I will curly kill you hair, I, fuzzy I, I, curly not till, hair. Not till later. Not Adorable. till later. That's the second generation. Um, but the but the bottom line is they put these guys out, the characters, and then you were just in essence buying um, different uniforms, different accessories, different playsets. It was a solid business model. Doll however, set. it's a great doll however, set. However, when they put them out, you want to talk about thumb problems. They did the mold of one hand backwards. So on the thumb of the original G.I. Joe action doll, I'll give you I'll meet you halfway. The um the the nail was on the underside of the thumb. So Great. inevitably Mutants when Fantastic. Other, well you love that's what make them your favorite. They're so back when companies in. rolled in and tried to rip them off, they're like, oh no, this is different. See, there's no scar on the face. Yeah, because they made their own head. But they just totally replicated the body. They ripped off the bodies completely. So the ripoffs also had thumbnails on the bottom side of the thumb. So if you're going to rip them off, man, at least do it the right way. Take the opportunity to fix the shortcomings. Because as Charlie said, um, the biggest issue with the Kung Fu grip is because sometimes goofy kids can be a little bit too strong for their own good. And work that work the thumb until it's gone but but that all being said charlie the sheer volume of gi joe figures that we growing yeah. up had to choose from at the end of their 80s production run i think there were over 250 different gi joe figures from which to choose from charlie how many iterations of turtles from the 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 sport turtle, the transforming yeah, well, turtle, the rapper turtle. Don't like you both. basically had the same four turtles in seventy two different. Uh, you take shots at Barbie. First, the mostly. turtles had more outfits than Barbie. Here's the problem that you seem you you it back in your day, right? Yeah, there sure, was sure. 
there was a originality problem, right? Because let's be real. All right. Duke, right? Duke yeah. or Hawk or Barbecue or Sailor Sam no, so, or yeah. Snow Job no, no or Sam Plumber characters. Pete. John, no plumber the problem Pete. is, the problem is no singular G.I. Joe was able to, on their shoulders, carry the brand. So Incorrect. you didn't have, shut your mouth, you didn't have, Incorrect already. you didn't have Duke, and then Arctic Duke, and then Fire Duke. No, the no, turtles, no, because shut your one mouth. Duke was the enough. Turtle, shut your mouth. It's never enough. It's never enough. <laughs> you needed Power Duncan Donatello. You needed Swashbuckling Leo. Oh, you no, very no. much needed in recent history. You can't see him, oh, Raphael no, Cena, because oh. the Ninja Turtles are icons. It's a joke. It's a joke. Storm let me ask Shadow. Let, let me go ahead and first of all, watch him right now. Watch him. See, automatically you're now cut off completely. <laughs> you can go ahead and turn in that last name. You will not be needing it anymore. Because the bottom line is this. Storm Shadow, as dope as Storm Shadow is, is only the second best Aragashi ninja out there, man. Because freaking uh, um, my guy Snake Eyes. You got to understand Pick a lane. on the original run... The original run of 12 G.I. Joe figures, they were so unwilling to take away any deco <laughs> from these dope figures, these three and three quarter warriors, that they said, you know what? No. They want a 10% decrease. What we're going to do is we're going to leave the deco as designed for all the other figures, but we're going to put out one character with zero deco, a jet <laughs> black figure and that mother sucker went on to become the most popular gi joe that there ever was Do you know why recognize you know why? that's called turning a weakness into your greatest strength son. you know what it really speaks volumes that the most popular gi joe said nothing had yeah, no, no deco so so what Meanwhile, you're saying Charlie, we is that had ninjas one, two, aren't three, cool four. No, no, so ninjas I'm saying are the problem? that oh, okay, adult okay, okay, okay. ninjas are not cool. <laughs> teenage yeah. ninjas. These, these teenage, they were teenagers in 1987. They yeah. are old men now. They are For, old. They need to hang it up. Well, they need to hang it up. Talk, but let's you talk know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you go this ahead, one, though, sure, real quick, sure. and then you can run with it. Absolutely. Immediately, you said your eye was drawn to the, the party wagon. As it were, if I'm not mistaken, oh, pizza shooters flip open doors. Yeah, not bad. I'm sorry. Not bad. I'm not sorry. Bad at all. The pizza shooter was featured on their Zamboni, which yeah, was battery right. powered. How how so stupid of me! So you're, shut you're your mouth. Right. So you are going ahead and you're spending your little childhood days wasting them playing with fictional little turtles that can never happen like the entire turtle concept can never happen have you the seen the world Eastman lately and leered comic book which was in itself a spoof of daredevil oh daredevil's got the uh got the hand we got the foot oh yeah the ooze made you blind oh the mu the ooze mutated us yeah we get it boys good job well done you went ahead and uh, shined up a nickel and turned it to a quarter no, Charlie, the G.I. Joe comic book by my man Larry Hama 
basically could have been a fucking recruiting tool for 80s kids into the military. If I wasn't so much of a bitch, I probably would have enrolled myself. Charlie the Larry Hammer Marvel G.I. Joe comic books are a thing of beauty. Matter of fact, it was the comics that came first. It was the first comic book, Charlie, ever to be advertised on television. No comic book was ever, Uh ever on TV. Hey, John. Uh, What did the Turtles have? A press release? We put out a press release. First of all, First of yes. all, you're bringing uh-huh. in outside elements. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the your, source material, kid. Your, the source your thesis, material. Your thesis statement seems to be, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, we're talking sure, about sure. G.I. Joe and the sum of all of its parts, huh? Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, all the thousand parts, absolutely. All the thousand sure. parts. So, so you're saying that part of this best toy line, you clearly must be including extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, extreme G.I. Joe, I'm sorry. Oh, Extre- no. I'm sorry. Not like there was did ever they go? Did they go? Did they go six inches, two points of articulation, looking like Look, Hulk Hogan don't in be his jealous prime? because some Brother. guys can go six inches. Sometimes you got to grow a little bit. But I'm Charlie, not you're talking sh- about I'm a not, different I'm not generation sure. of I'm heroes, not bro. sure if you understand the that anatomy of Turtles. That wasn't Turtles my G.I. Joe. Turtles have huge dongs. Let's go to the comment section. Yeah, I you think can actually. I think you can they're see hurting them you. If you spin I them around think, the back of their shell, I think they're hurting you more than helping you. Ellis over on Facebook throws out uh, what he thinks are are ninja star witty comments. Uh, the USS flag is better than the turtle blimp. Do you mean the like? How? What was the equivalent? We looked it up recently. Wouldn't the the USS flag, by today's standards, be a five hundred dollar toy? The turtle blimp it, was twenty five dollars. You you can't so, compare. So you're, so you're saying the cheapness of the toy equates to no, your fun. Charlie? What the I'm USS saying is, if you want to go seven tat, and a half feet, if you want to go tip for tat, John, that's bro. irrelevant. John, we're not having a contest. We're not having a contest where we're comparing boobs to apricots. The USS flag is a beast unto itself. We have to go one for one. So I would say, what's the equivalent of the iconic turtle van? What, a hiss tank? Is a hiss tank the most iconic? It would be the whale. It would be, for those who don't know, the the G.I. whale. Yeah, which actually floated... Which shot off cost depth a charges, fortune. which had not one, didn't twenty bucks, bro. Had not one, bucks, but two nuts. mini. V, go ahead, look it up, brother. You can actually buy it right now for twenty bucks. It had uh, depth charges. It had a uh, an escape pod that shot out the front that floated. It had a little uh, a scout motorcycle attached to the back. Charlie, it was multiple vehicles in one. So I would say that right up against the turtle van. You throw the whale all day. First all and first, day, mostly, son. if yeah, you right. were to poll a hundred people, we play the feud with our wonderful viewers and our wonderful listeners. We can be found on every single podcast platform. You can find us all over the internet. If we polled all of these beautiful, intelligent people 
and they hadn't no. seen this episode yet. They didn't listen to this episode yet. And you go, hey, do you want a vintage whale? You think 10% of them would go, the G.I. Joe whale? Or would they go, huh? The Whereas if I asked those same beautiful <laughs> monsters, if they, what do you mean it makes no sense? The party because wagon is iconic. What talking about, what you're talking about. If I'm talking about you, iconic hey, Charlie, versus do you dog want shit. A, do you want a party wagon? They're going to think you're talking about the Volkswagen bus that's parked down the end of the street where kids are like smoking the reefer out of or like at the little inhalers or what have you. Charlie, Wait a second. Is there, you saying there's a party? Vehicle. Is there a party van down there? Um, Charlie, the, the G.I. Joe APC, which was the motorcycle everyone must own. Um, the G.I. Joe bridge layer. Charlie, the bridge layer. A toy that may let you emulate putting down a fucking bridge in your backyard for more Joes to run across to shoot up the Cobras like it was going out of style. Uh, what else, Charlie? What else? John, um, let's ad, talk about the vamp. Let's... Let's uh, the talk Night about Raven. Let's oh talk God. about business partners. Right? Sure. You're sending okay. little kids off to war. They'll never own a flag. They'll never own a defiance. Right? At worst, I'm sending kids into the sewers. Let's go. Let's go something we can <laughs> yeah. go. Go ahead, kid. Jump in the sewer. Get yourself a little hepatitis B. Let's, and you're going to come up like a little shell shot nerd. As our cousin can attest, you get worse <laughs> stuff than a little hepatitis in the in the uh, service. Um, John, when yes. G.I. Joe, Joe was desperate to keep up with Turtle Mania, Stop they it, said, let's it. implement... How do you even say that let's implement, let's implement some slime. Right? Like He-Man before them. They thought they could... And then they went eco-warriors. That's sure. part of your You got a problem with line. the environment, bro? I, d- I do. Unless Captain Planet or the turtles are telling me to take care of it, I don't give a fuck. That bear let fires burn, bitch. John, Unbelievable, bro. are you I'm trying to, to tell me gather, there was a gimmick... And your little turtle buddies up. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to load them all up into the Defiant. And I'm going to shoot you off into space. Because Fair. that's where your brand of bullshit yeah, belongs. Yeah. That's right. The G.I. Joes had a space well, shuttle. They had a terror drone. They had it all. The oh, G.I. Joe had, I'm sorry, they had a, did a they had flip what? over. Are you trying to no, say that, was, that the, that the, was Cobra. Terror, that was Cobra. the terror dome from Cobra. Are you saying that holds up? Did that have a giant mechanical eye at the top of it? Causing all sorts of fucking chicanery in Manhattan? No, I don't think so. Did they have no, a sewer you could, base? You could Did they have a sewer a, base? A vehicle? No, of course, because they were not monsters that needed to hide like Quasimodo. Hey, you out shut of your sight. mouth. You say they had, like, what you two will. Human friends, Casey Jones and fucking April hey, O'Neil, and let, even let me they were this. embarrassed to be seen with them in public. April's a good point. Did you? Are you trying to tell me that Lady J? In yeah. Your toy box. Yeah. Was was making you a man the way my April O'Neil action figure made you me. You know a man. what, Charlie? I I won't say that, but I would say that the little frolic parties that I used to throw with Lady J, Scarlet, the Baroness. Come on, bro! How dare you try to put the straight up sexy nerd fucking S and M vibe of the Baroness? And say that April O'Neil in her little yellow 
jumpsuit could even hold all a right. candle? First of all, Come on, first man. of all, your nerd versus undercover April, real hair, dressed like a prostitute. I got nothing whoa, else to whoa, say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, I... what she does with her spare time is her business. She's a she was gal. undercover. I ain't gonna hold it against her. Under even the forever he... against me Ellis, who <laughs> hates when I'm happy, loves when I'm sad. <laughs> even he acknowledges in the Facebook comment section, April That's... over Lady it's J. Fine. I will take it's your fine. snake eyes and I'll you put them toe to toe with Casey Jones any day of the goddamn week. I live my whole fucking bad, life based around Casey Jones. Day. For Casey Jones, but let me ask you this, Charlie. We'll, we'll, we'll put this, uh, we'll put this to bed, and then we can move on because I think that we can agree on one thing: that neither one of us is going to change our minds over the rabble rousing that's been done on the other side. But I'll, I'll ask you this, Charlie. Lifetime achievement award. I'm a GI Joe. Of greatest amount of toys stolen. Would Charlie stealing G.I. Joe figures owned by yours truly, would that number be greater or less than the amount of turtle toys that were stolen by John from little baby rosy-cheeked Babucci? What direction is that river flowing, Charlie? T say it once in my good ear. Say it once. Just one you time. You are 38 years older than me. You piece of shit. Charlie, You're an old Charlie man. Must, he You're has to resort to lies, to propaganda, to fake news, to try to sell his level of bullshit. But um, you know what, Charlie? I can fucking respect that, man. I can respect that. I think All we can I wrap know it up because the people one of know us, the truth. One of us is about to be in the comment section, in the reviews... Battle it out. Battle it out. I don't. Ellis I knows don't, what's up. Ellis the knows comment what's section up. is just. If you're not watching the video version, you are missing tomfoolery afoot <laughs> with the bias ass comment section we have. One of us is about to hold up a shot glass that's a, a, a product of our toy line, and one isn't. And I'll let you, beautiful people, check the video replay on YouTube, check the video replay on Facebook. And you could be the Four judge. Points, man. Because Four if points. you here's the real fact, John. We talked about mm. giants. And there are giants that stand next to the Joes, next to the Ninja Turtles, but there's not a lot. And if you think there's a lot, you're no better than the not even fucking sixth runner-up. That is one George. So worried about toys, his movies suck, Lucas, because oh John! Ellis, I hope you're paying attention, Ellis. George Lucas is a liar. Hey, John. Han shot first. I know. Salud. Salud, baby. Woo! My, 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 like... When I tell you, Woo! I'm just ready tonight. I'm ready I for know, war. Just, I'm ready for action. I got the old the old joints loosened up. I feel like I just rolled out of boot camp. I am ready to throw down. Bum, bum, ba -da. We all know you'd be a cobra.
Well, let's be honest. Their uniforms were much, much snazzier. You gotta love the red and blue. It's uh, just, it's just but Charlie, let, let me ask you this. Now that we have put at least somewhat the, the big toy debate to bed, um, everyone who knows us knows us as gentlemen of opinion, right? And our opinions are such that when we state them, they kind of sound more like fact. You kind of, like you almost want to don't, don't want to debate it, even if you happen to have the bad taste enough to disagree. Why are um, we being punished for our accuracy and our I acumen? Don't know. But we come with the opinions strong. Matter of fact, when we started this whole U.S. comics thing, we laid down a layer of rules commandments if you will and there were certain things about comic books that drove us both crazy as we know it did many many of our loyal followers and listeners uh and several of them happened to be uh we hate derivative characters like loathe like yeah we have a big big issue if you have one character that's great let that character be great why do you have to have 57 versions miniature versions lesser versions of them running around mucking up the works right that's one rule um another rule that we had that we're very very strict about is if a character dies let them be dead no bringing them back we are not necromancers this is not halloween let the dead lie now the character that i'm about to wax poetic about flies in the face of not one but two of those very rules that i helped keep in place lo those many years ago charlie spider gwen popularly referred to as spider gwen sometimes referred to as spider woman sometimes referred to as uh, the ghost spider she's got more freaking names than charlie come tax time she does it right this is a character. There's nothing better in my in my world than someone who proves me wrong because it forces me to step it's back. Fun. Like unlike unlike the conversation over which toy line was better, this is a situation where I was proved wrong and all I can do is just stand back and applaud. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> and Charlie's gone. All right guys, we did it. Uh, and he flip-flopped us. So, so Gwen Stacy, for anyone who is not in the know, uh, famously died gloriously uh, at the hands of the Green Goblin, uh, much to the chagrin of her BF, uh, Peter Parker. That was Pete's fault. Come on. It was kind of his fault because Gwen falls from a great height. Sometimes she's knocked off a building. Sometimes she's purely dropped, depending on which iteration you're looking at. Uh, and Peter, though he can't get to, since he can't get to her, he thwaps a spider web in her direction, catches her, but the sheer momentum uh, of the speed of going that full speed to like not going uh, anywhere at once, her body stops, but her head kept going about three feet, Brutal. and it just breaks her neck. Uh, it snaps Brutal. her neck like the giant snapped the winning streak of the New England Patriots uh, several years ago. So she dies, right? And that is a formative moment in most, in many, I should say, early superhero stories' lives. Look, you give them a loved one, croak them, and then that's going to then change their path, usually for the better. Uh, Gwen Stacy's a little bit different, though. 
because here's Gwen Stacy. What happens to her happens to her. And Charlie, when's the first time? Let me ask you this: When's the first time that you ever saw a "Oh shit, Gwen Stacy's alive" type story? Like, what's the first one that pops up on your radar? The the I vaguely remember the original chunk of Clone Saga, where Gwen Clone Stacy Saga. was brought okay. back. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, not the not the kind of famously bad one. Uh, the one that preceded it, where the, Ben the, allegedly pretty much like, all first of them. showed up. I hate clones. Yeah, they're all. That's pretty another bad. rule we have: yeah. no clones. Good luck. Good luck into the Spider-Verse 3. Try to fix the clone saga. And uh, and John will really owe you money. So that's the first time <laughs> I remember. And that and that was a bait and switch. Because they were like, she's back. Ha ha. Gene manipulation, sucker. So I dug that because of the bait and switch of it all. Felt very all Batman right. the Animated Series with Clayface. Um, Im- Impostinate in all sorts of dead people. Um, that's more including... than fair. That's more than fair. And you, and you said you're like, okay, I'm okay with this. Give me a little story. Yeah, it was fun. And then Clone Saga happened. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I don't like, I don't like, like this too at much, all. Too much of a tolerable thing. Okay, that's fine. So my first experience with what if, what if Gwen Stacy dot 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 was literally in a what if comic. And for me, oh. this is one of those situations where that's where the what if stories are really, really effective. Because... It took a, again, a formative moment. Obviously, you lose a loved one. It's going to mean something for most people, figure, uh, um, literary or real life. It's going to change you. You shouldn't walk away as the same person, uh, one way or the other. Um, This comic, what if this was, what if uh, number 24, um, it was literally a what if Gwen Stacy had not died. In that moment, um, the, the, the proper thing happens. They end up in the water and... They come up and, okay, you're like, yay, look at that. Now Peter Parker is going to get his happy ending. But if you also remember, and this is something that I have put out there many times, the most interesting heroes are the ones that suffer for their heroism. Nobody, no little kid ever reading any of these stories, watching them on TV or in movies, should should sit back and say, I want to be Spider-Man. Do you? Are you paying attention to 92% of the story? Because ultimately what this comic went on to explain was had she not had she survived that moment and gone on like her happy way, it would have fundamentally fucked Spider-Man up almost instantaneously, Charlie. I know you probably haven't read it or at least not in the recent memory. Um it almost instantly fucks up Peter Parker's life. Uh, the, the, everybody knows who he is. This is like the first time I really caught wind of the, oh, what if my fucking secret identity uh, is thrown out there? Uh, instantly, Aunt May is under fucking siege. Uh, her pops, who's a cop, is like, I'm going to get this, I'm a bitch. Like, it is the worst possible oh, thing. Fuck. And never mind the spiraling. This is what we refer to as, us Ashton Kutcher fans, the both of us, the butterfly effect. You change one thing, and it ends up affecting multiple, multiple things many, many miles away. A single butterfly's wing flaps can create a tornado a thousand miles down the road. So this what-if story was fucking dope. It was dope. It let you know why it mattered. However, Marvel, with them rolling out their multiple Earths as an eventuality, we would be introduced to Earth. 65 and in earth 65 things are very very different it wasn't peter that got bitten by the radioactive spider 
It was indeed Gwen. She would go on to get those spider powers, and poor Peter would be like, Meh, I like Dr. Connors. I'm going to make myself a lizard, and he's dead. Peter doesn't have much luck, regardless of which Earth he's in. So Spider-Gwen, Gwendolyn Stacy, again, they refer to her as Spider-Woman, initially in the media in that world. Um, she was like, ah, uh, this is a lot of fun. Her moment needed, her, her, her formative moment needed to be Peter Parker dying. Peter Parker, as the lizard dies in her arms, she's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to be a hero now. I guess my cop father made a good point. Yeah, way to pay attention, Gwen. But that all being said, Charlie, this is a perfect example. And I'm, I'm a big man. I'm, I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. Gwen Stacy, it took a little tiny, diminutive, ballerina slipper-wearing spider girl to say, John, you are wrong. This is how it can be done right. And I'm here to say, this is how you do it right. I don't think there's any uh, confusion as to why this is such a popular character right now. To the point where they're desperate to pluck her out of her own world and plug her in to the existing continuities that we know. And I think that is a tremendous mistake. As much as I love the character, I say... Let her live in her own world. Marvel is fucking with her world. They like got rid of her entire, uh, yep. their entire reality. They plugged her into a different one. And uh, the, the Spider-Verse, as it were, is such a disaster. But I'm going to give it right to you to take yeah, as much yeah. time as you want with it. I think... Are there any other characters that come to mind that undo your preconceived notions of them? Like the spider Gwen do anything special for you? Are there other characters yeah, that like, you... hey, Charlie... You were wrong about this, that, or the other. You know what? There's a checklist. And, and we'll kick it again to Ellis on Facebook. Uh, throwing out one part of the checklist. Is cool. It is cool. Right? The, you need a derivative character to aesthetically do something interesting. What I think you mean rule like number... A, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a space... Uh, space blob that you fucking need. Like, well, uh, you know what? I know you're the smartest guy in the world, Reed Richards, but I don't know how to sew. So Reed's like, yeah, I'll get you a, I'll get just you a throw space fucking blob from, mud uh, in his face. Put this on you, kid. One Stupid. thing I legitimately despise about multiverse yes. characters is the these characters sometimes are fundamentally different versions of themselves. Right? You have two rows. Absolutely. Road one is you have Peter Parker, but he was born rich, and he's a douchebag, right? The character has fundamentally Peter changed. Harry Osborn. Yeah, and like you do that thing where like he kind of winds up just the Spider-Man you know. The oh. alternative is they're completely different. So the person's name is Peter Parker, but he is half Jamaican, half Puerto Rican, uh, and he grew Miles up Morales. in Chicago. And he's nine feet tall, plays basketball, and he's bitten by a radioactive turkey. And he's the incredible turkey boy. Those options suck. When the stories really work for me, it's when you take a character like Gwen Stacy and you say, what are core characteristics of this lady? She, we want her well, to know Peter Parker. We want her to be... She didn't uh, really... Here's the thing. She was, she was house money, so to speak. Because she was, without having her head in a refrigerator, um, she was fridged pretty quickly. Yeah. Like there was well, not much to her. She was, in essence, the fucking um, 
uh, 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 what's her face? Veronica and uh, uh, Bet- Betty? Be- Betty. Betty, Betty and Veronica, Veronica yes. had more character uh, uh, fucking definition than than she did ever. Well, but that's she was but that's... just the girl that Peter. She was the unattainable. So, yeah, like, but she that's... wasn't Mary Jane. Yeah, she was the unattainable. So Peter didn't even know her well enough to so that the reader would have an opportunity. So when they decided that they were going to flesh her out for the, for these purposes, um. Starting with that one if very many years ago, and uh, now even more so, more so, more so, um, they didn't really have any uh, playbook to but operate that's, out of. But so that's the beauty, slate. John. That's the beauty. Because with Gwen, where they started, and I think it was a genius place to start, was immediately what would make this Gwen distinctly and obviously different enough from our Gwen that some of us vaguely knew. Because you bring a point, not a lot she's of alive. meat on that bones. She's <laughs> she's alive. Um, and and what, what is a descriptor if she never gets powers? This version of Gwen Stacy is in a is in a band. She likes to fucking rock. She's the Mary she's, Jane's, which is she's amazing. Fucking amazing. She's drumming up a goddamn storm. And right there, you got the costume, you got what makes Gwen Stacy interesting without powers and then you kill peter she gets bitten by the bug now she's a hero the the character i want to compare her to who i think is popular but god knows why is when stupid little batman when he dies with his mom instead of fucking stupid dr thomas wayne and then Thomas Wayne winds up Batman, who like he likes guns, but like he also learned kung fu, and he also really has an affinity for bats. Hey, fuck faces at DC. The first guy to be like, haha, Flashpoint Batman is Thomas Wayne. The only reason he's basically Batman is so you can have a reveal that it's not Bruce. That character, upon any analysis, out of Flashpoint, Flashpoint is fucking awesome, but Flashpoint was supposed to be a one and done. The fact that they keep going back to this well, like Thomas Wayne as Batman, is interesting, is fucking stupid. Because he doesn't have a giant fucking Megazord. He doesn't have a bat party wagon. There's nothing unique about Thomas other than he uses guns and he's fucking grumpy so he doesn't fully shave. Right? Gwen... Without the spider part, could tell interesting comic book stories. Given it would be more like Archie and fucking Veronica than it would be be Spider-Man. But it would still, it would fucking feel, honestly, it would feel like a a real version of like the Chasing Amy comic book that fucking Holding McNeil writes in the movie by the same name. When you take a character, you got to add something to it. The, 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 the characters that work, and they're few and far between, can't just be a Mortal Kombat ninja in a different color, right? Yeah, please, it has to be, it has to be character, and there's a few. I think Terry McGinnis works as a character, even though he's basically just future Batman. Gwen Stacy works as Spider-Woman because she's not just if Spider-Man was a, a, a girl. No, Very if, simply, if Gwen Stacy got spider powers, completely, and it different. doesn't always, it doesn't always work because the effort's not always put in. But I, I will say this, Charlie, if you don't mind that I jump in again, please do. Um, it also works because she's not swinging, no, no, uh, no, uh, nothing intended by that whatsoever. Uh, it's not a euphemism. 
Um, I mean, or a literal swinging either. They both I mean, it's two different types um, of swinging. She's, she's Our not Gwen side Hung by fucking side. swung too, bro. She's not side by side with Peter Parker. Like, yeah. Spider Man and Spider Lady, like that. That that's never an option. Like they make it a point. And again, that's one of the things that I used to love about what ifs, uh, the what if comics that they were contained, right? So yeah. they, they gave you a supposition, then they played it out for you, and they're like, the end. Now you don't have to worry about that anymore, unless we decide that we're going to somehow pluck this character, to pluck this reality, um, you know, put it back up on the stage. But at least at that time, I would finish a what if comic, and it was like a, a, a small. Uh, it, it was a small version of like the trade paperbacks that we have now where like you have a beginning middle and end this was a you know a far lesser amount of pages version of that like you just cycle through them and you're good to go and you were happy and you were looking forward to the next installment because it was going to be something new and fresh and they weren't just trying to kind of like get every last ounce out yeah. of the proverbial teeth well, um, and and I really hit... did appreciate that at that time. I'm worried that they are doing it far, far too too far now with some of these characters. You should let them be contained. Well, it comes from such a place of fear, right? They they stumble upon success, and then you want to hold on to it, and you you don't ever want to disrupt the status quo. So in Marvel, the 616, I, I believe, is the main comic continuity. They keep dumping yeah, characters into it because you don't want to just build up. You know what I would find way more interesting at this point? <laughs> For Spider-Gwen? What if Spider-Gwen had a couple books? Like, let her universe get bigger. You got, you got Spider-Gwen running around. Is there a Captain America type? And that's where you drop someone like my great brother here, who we're verbally copywriting this right now, Captain America, but Marine. Start there. It's Captain well, America. The Super Soldier project was done in the Marine but, Corps. Fundamentally, her, uh... there's going to be differences. Well, but but you know though that that world, so her her world, like that's Earth sixty five, right? Which they've winked out of existence. They brought it back. Like they've done all kinds of crazy shit. Well, it's far uh, it away from the good me, universe. It, it reminds me. Um, if you guys remember, and I think maybe the the more modern uh, iterations, they did the same thing of the Warner Brothers cartoons, where like the the cartoons themselves were very well aware of the animators. And you would see a pencil come on screen, and they'd be fighting the eraser and shit like that. Um, if only, if only the 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 comic book characters had the same ability. But um, yeah, so like they have big, big variances there. So I would, I would imagine that those variations that you're referring to would be even bigger than something like changing the armed forces that Captain America was in. So, so I don't know if you're aware, but your boy Matt Murdock, he is far from the daredevil hero that we know. He is like a fucking straight up douche he is a sleazebag lawyer like they 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 really really went for extremes in some of the differences i would argue that that makes for more interesting reading because it, you know it brings up that whole conversation of like you know um is it your upbringing is it your genetics like what makes a person 
who they are. Is it circumstance or is it already preordained? Those are the interesting storytellers. Charlie, on you on mute, or are we still having that same issue, you think? Nope, I was on mute. <laughs> I had to cough <laughs> up a storm before. The thing I was trying to do before was compliment you, because I do think subtle change can be great. But I actually think, what, like, much to your point, what's very interesting about even Spider-Gwen herself is it's massive change. Where that opportunity lies, and I don't know Gwen's universe particularly well, um, but I guarantee second or third tier characters haven't been introduced yet so it could be these wild variations of second tier because gwen stacy was on the fucking outskirts let's not pretend this was a wildly popular she was worm character food. when they went this way she was nothing <clears throat> so even if you took fucking you know took take all the dead people i mean again marvel doesn't really let them stay dead neither does dc uh but here at us comics we're gonna break your heart over <clears throat> and over again Ultimately, my kind of final thought on it is the miracle of Spider-Gwen is even her variations work. Into the Spider-Verse as a flick, my favorite animated feature, I think. Yep, it's my favorite animated film. Into the Spider-Verse. the math really quick. Yeah, and it needs that version of Spider-Gwen to have that size role for that flick to work. I am only interested in the sequel because I know I'm going to get more Spider-Gwen on this adventure because I think she's a wonderful character. I think there's something special about characters that can spawn their own variations. It deserves to be in the 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 universal zeitgeist she should be as well known as she is and there's a reason her character is interesting and looks interesting and someone like spider uh, or gwenpool gwenpool doesn't necessarily work because that character does is just girl wade but it happens to be gwen like they yeah no that's that's just like a pure money grab boring but, um, formula because, shit. Uh, charlie we are up against the clock so i'm just gonna go ahead and throw out my final thought do it to um, it. Look, you and you have characters like this, where as I had referenced before, you're playing with house money, because it's not as if you're undoing something tremendous, or you are like educating people tremendously to where they they thought something different. In essence, you had a blank slate with her when you decided to bring her back in this way. So you were really able to almost use like a branded uh, concept for something totally brand new. And that's what they did. However, what's ultimately the most important thing in a situation like this is, yeah, sure, bring Gwen back. You cannot have her be in any way in a successful slash happy, even slash existence relationship with Peter. Right? Fate. Fate said, no, these two characters cannot be together. That like their happy, uh, happy ever after is never going to happen. So if you have a situation where you say, no, 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 Gwen Stacy is not going to die. Matter of fact, we're going to give her powers. Fine. Fate says Peter Parker dies. There has to be a one for one. Nothing in this world and nothing in fiction is free 
either. That's, I think, ultimately the reason why it is palatable to us as the reader, because they're not saying, oh, no, look, it's, there's a happy ever after there. We're going to automatically cry bullshit, and it won't matter how dope her costume is, how cool her powers are, how up-to-date and hip her haircut is. We will not swallow that pill, be it red or blue. We're going to call bullshit. And because they handled it the right way and killed off that little lizard Peter, we said, all right, give me the rest of what you got. I am open, sur la table, do it to it. Uh, and that's that's really my last thought on it, man. Fun fact, that's Just why me and J-Lo never work out. I respect Ben Affleck too much. John, do you ever feel not so fresh downstairs? Today we are brought to you by Axe Body Spray for your nuts. Axe Body Spray for your nuts, especially for... Uh-oh. Wait, wait. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm reading the wrong ad because I'm clearly reading the ad that belongs to some punk bitches podcast right some chumps that sell out for any brand willing to throw them a couple ducats because no no our sponsors we love and today we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands and that of course is bad mary you heard them during the intro you're gonna hear them during the end of the show if you're wondering where else you can catch their acting you can follow them over at bad mary band across all social media platforms you can support them over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary you can stay up to date at badmary.com for merch and upcoming performances including their soon to be declared tour they're getting back on the road for the people and it's back about to bag. be their 10 year anniversary of their debut hit album better days so they're doing what you gotta do, and they're doing their own Spider-Gwen. They're doing betterer days, where they're gonna record some of the most popular tracks off that first album. But the best part, John, if you need to re-familiarize yourself with the classic version and of I Better do, Days, I do. that album and all of their subsequent albums are available across all music streaming services. Come on, Damn man. Damn straight. And Charlie, I hope that you are done because I'm going to ask the question where we drop it with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him currently gaming uh, as a gaming partner on Facebook. He's on Twitch. He's on Trovo. He is all over the place. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today because when the Sergeant's on deck, you salute, kid. Hey, John. I know we stopped talking about amazing toys, but you can agree that a lot of times derivative toy lines are even worse than most derivative characters. But what if I were to tell you even toy lines have Spider-Gwen quality hidden in the history books of Saturday morning cartoons? What if I told you that not only was it good in its day, not only did I legitimately like it, but it's also coming back a derivative of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, of course, am talking about the one, the only, the very fast and furious vibin'. Biker Mice from Mars! Come on, bro! The Biker Mice are back, mother sucker! John, uh, I never why? thought I would see the day 
I never thought I would see the day that Hollywood would be so corrupt and so desperately out of touch that they would just find any available property and I would get my precious biker mice from Mars back. What John the hell are you, Gollum? Your precious biker mice from Mars? You John, have got to be street my sharks. Pants. Street sharks, they are not. The they wish they, they are were street sharks. John, they're Martian mice who ride motorcycles and they fight a fish alien on Earth. And this cartoon, all three excellent seasons, thought so little of us that as humans, I'm talking about they declared that if an alien, if a corrupt alien were to come to Earth, he would be able to establish a, 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 a brand as big as Texaco in no time at all. In the age of cartoons not being able to just sell toys like our precious G.I. Joe, like our precious Ninja Turtles, when they had to have like a message, Biker Mice came even heavier handed than Captain Planet because they literally come from a planet that was ravaged by pollution and they do it while riding gasoline motorcycles. John, because of your advanced stage of life, what was your even awareness of this goofy horse shit that mom and dad were nice enough to supply me with from the clearance section of KB? Because it may have lasted three seasons, but its popularity was sus at best the entire it, time. Uh, it, uh, first and first, mostly I'm going to pretend you didn't say sus because I love you. Um, honestly, I thought that it was a joke. Not in the sense of like we're... Like an uh, SNL animation, sketch? Animation uh, producers will work in some adult level stuff. Some teehees and ha-has for the adults in the room. No, no. There was none of that. I thought that it was like a fucking April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day thing. When I was I was like, why, why did Shredder somehow gain the ability to turn the turtles into mice and then have them deported onto a red planet? Poor Edgar Rice Burroughs, the famous writer of John Carter from Mars, must have been rolling his brittle bones over in his grave when they tried to tell this stupid, nonsensical, straight-up, rip-off story as fucking the biker mice from Mars. There were also cyborgs. They also had, like, like alien fucking antennas sticking out of the Well, head. they're, Mar they're what, Martians, man. What galactic trash was this cartoon? And then I look over <laughs> and see my little bubbling brother, Charlie. Just, mm, it was a little chinny chin on his wrist, sucking down dry cereal after a long day at school. John, I, sh I shit you not when I tell you, Biker Mice from Mars fucking ruled. And the How fact it that it is getting... Existed? The fucking Battletoads were were looking at disgust at their level of ripoff. The Battletoads were like, look, we, we know a little something about borrowing, but come on. Come on, mice. Who, Be real. I say this with love in my heart. Yeah. I understand soldiers' toys for children. I sure. understand 
Teenage Be a man, Turtles. child. I, I understand Ninja Turtles. I understand. Do you remember those fucking toys where they were like fairies where you pulled the fucking ripcord and they like flew through the air? I even no. get that. Who doesn't love magic flying bullshit? John, who did they clearly... They were going after that turtle demographic. They get a human friend, you a think? girl named a girl named Charlie, who uh, is a cop but also rides a hog because she likes to party. John, none of the biker mice from Mars skipped Ab Day because we got we point. got Mondo is wearing a crop top to just show off three, uh. four, five, and six Ab. Right, we got the leader of our crew. With his with his uh, uh, young um, Leo DiCaprio hair, sunglasses, it was and the just 90s, vest. In all fairness. John, just a vest open for the world to just see his mouse nipples, and then we got a Robo fucking mouse, also in a Robo crop top. John, how the fuck did they have the audacity to? Teach kids that like pollution's bullshit. We're gonna ruin. We're gonna ruin the, the earth. Was that every, the ultimate point of the cartoon? John, every episode, fossil fueled monsters up and down John, the avenues. Every episode was about how like if oh, you spill, Ellis, if you spill Ellis oil, is immediately nominated for comment. Of the day with his the nineties when even the mice were men. Ellis, well done. Well done. Oh man, there's your, no uh, there's your Oscar there's, will be in the mail. There's no fear that one of the biker mice is gonna be turned into a purple M M&M, and M, is that what we're saying? Um John, I just or, I, or I unturned. How do you let's get past the fact that they're doing it. Cause as a fan even so I real, saw this real, news. Real quick, walk us yeah. through. So, so again, the '90s uh, were like, look, something's doing, something's doing well. Here's 50 more versions, lesser, a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, shitty versions of it. Enjoy and give me your money. So we know that this happens, and the biker mice from Mars, I would have to, I would have to put out there that they were not the first. Uh, certainly not they the best. They were the 31st. TNT they might be the best. Rip-off. They might be the best. Well, Legitimately, I'll, I'll they might be the best. I try not to uh, to give my time to that trash, like Charlie going to the premiere of yeah. the 2016 Ghostbusters. I, but that being said, Charlie, let me ask you this. So Biker Mice from Mars, they had a cartoon, they had a toy line, and they had a comic, if I'm not mistaken, right? And they had video games. Video games, plural. plural. So let me, so let me ask you this: One would imagine that the only thing to do with nightmares is to put it behind you, take a hot shower, and go about yeah. your day, and do your very best to never think about that terribleness again. Um, what are they doing exactly? So they're bringing back what? They're bringing back a, a cartoon or a, a comic cartoon, or a, show a cartoon. Or- a cartoon and a comic and a toy line. John, they're going all in on fucking biker mice from Mars. 
Well, I mean, the Someone name does said, have four names, so they that is said, really the only requisite. They said, you know what we need for 2024? We need to bring back the Biker Mice from Mars universe. John, my head hurts. You know, you know what this is akin to? This isn't you went to the theater and you saw Batman and Robin and you were like, I need a shower because what happened to Batman? This is that girl you went on two dates with and you had a lot of fun. But like maybe there was she someone was else you were maybe there was someone else you were talking to that just you wound up going left instead of right. When Biker Mice from Mars came out, Ninja Turtles was on a massive decline in quality in toy sale but there was still some of us that like showed up to the party late so we're still trying to spend money and then you gave me a motorcycle that i could put a little helmet on the mouse and i could rip the cord and it would go straight for like four feet and then fall on its side i didn't want this i like biker mice from mars <coughs> to say i'm excited for biker mice from mars is a lie why would i be excited about Biker Mice from Mars. So my question is, John, if not me, who the fuck is this for? What are they doing? Have they looked? Did they, did they lose a bet? Is this is this a producer's situation where they like they have to spend money? So they're like, Biker Mice from Mars license is expensive. What's happening? So like, if we don't spend the budget this year, our budget next year will be will be that much less. Honestly, what I really think that it is, Charlie, is that um, they're they're using time to their advantage, where they're saying, I don't know, like you see this a lot of time with like some of these like sugary snacks that end up back on the fucking shelf after like a long hiatus. If they wait long enough, and they retained the recipe, they're figuring, fuck, man, people will have forgotten. At this point, it has been long enough where people will have forgotten how much this thing sucks. So what we can do is, well, let's dust off the machines. Let's pump out some more biker mice from Mars and feed it to the dumb, dumb masses. Let them lap it up like the goddamn pigs that they are. Give us our money and then we'll take it. We'll collect it all back up. Shove it up on the shelf again for another 20-year hiatus. Like, they're the worst animated, goofy version of cicadas that there has ever been. Uh, and they're just waiting for their time, and their time is nigh. John, I... Beautiful, beautiful analogy. Because this feels... This feels not like Booberry, but like fucking the Berry Wolf around no. ha Halloween. Where I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing... With brute, fruit brute, stop it. No <laughs> one likes fruit brute. This, I would argue, is even worse. Like, 30 years from now, they're going to reboot HBO's Velma. Because they're going to be like, people fucking hated this. This is going to be hilarious because a bunch of people are going to support it because they're like, look at how brave they are. I would argue, as a fan, do I call myself a fan? Do I would argue, I think so, but it's fucking Biker Mice from Mars. But, but, that so is I, like, that is akin. Ask. Yeah, please, no. No, no I, 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 I just have a, such, a, such a gross curiosity. You would be both. Um, 
Is it purely nostalgia for you? I don't or think at so. Or at some point where you're like, I really enjoyed this. Didn't, don't you need to occasionally have thoughts of something for it to be nostalgic? No. <laughs> I haven't thought of fucking biker mice from Mars. Well, that's, that's I have thought only... about it since you the last episode. I have thought about it three thought. times. Well, that's, that's I thought probably about two times too many. We had a conversation in season one about best theme song, and I jokingly brought up Biker Mice from Mars because it oh, legit no starts lyrics. like this. Biker Mice from Mars is how that shit starts. It starts with robot voice, right? I brought Not it a up. Not I brought it up when when uh, they brought back. The Playmates Ninja Turtle shit. I went, oh, they're really grasping for more of my money. What's next? Let me think of the most obscure thing I can. SWAT cats? And someone looked at me like I was a dick. And I was like, 1% less obscure. Like Biker Mice from Mars? And I referred to the last Fast and Furious movie in a negative way. I was like, this is as cheesy as Biker Mice... As Biker Mice from Mars. Those are the only three times Biker Mice from Mars came up. Now, you put a gun to my head and say, think about Biker Mice from Mars. I go, I have fond memories of that. I don't know if that counts as nostalgia. It seemed to have been an erased file that I found. And I was like, fuck yeah, Mondo was the tits. Is that? That's not nostalgia, is it? I didn't ask for this. And if not me, who? I mean, Ellis, it's you and Ellis are probably the only two guys that are, truth be told, going to imbibe this in any fucking sense. Because, Charlie, I'll tell you this. I stand by my, I I stick to my guns, right? I stand by my claims. If I see something that looks like trash on fire... I'm not going to walk up next to it and hold my hands up to warm myself. I'm not going to give it a sniff. (laughs) Hmm, that smells pretty rotten. No, no, no. I'm sure as hell not going to flip the lid and look inside. So I'm telling you now, I'm making my claim. I am calling my shot like the great Bambino with his tiny little legs. I am never going to watch or read this stupidity. First and first mostly... First and first, mostly, you have a job to do on this podcast. And no, as correct. Ellis has coined, as nope. I suspect an executive producer, because if not me and Ellis, then who? We will now be referring to the new iteration of Biker Mice for Mars as BMFM, right? Because that's how we do. Um, If they make a live only, action... Only the BM version uh, would be <laughs> fucking appropriate. If they make a BMFM movie, you have to agree to see it. No, I don't. Opening night, and when Geeky Jerseys makes Biker Mice from Mars jerseys, I will get you one. John, I'm going to hit everybody with my final thought in a second. I want you to think about this, though. Is there any obscure knockoff that you would have any interest in in your little heart while you mull that over? I have... I think this podcast is important to me for many reasons. One of the most is I do think podcasting is a thing everyone should do. I think you should follow your dreams. I have constant 
fear that my life is slipping away without me getting to fully enjoy it. And this podcast, week after week, the comic John and I are working on, the time we spend talking to you guys on social media, US Comics HQ, the, the reading reviews, reading comments, either on YouTube, here on Facebook, over on Twitch, wherever you interact with it, man, you're helping me live uh, an absolute dream. And if I thought I would live long enough to see biker mice from Mars be brought back, I think I would be a lot more brave in what I go about. Because if BMFM could get a comic book, series, video game, and God willing, a live action motion picture, you can do anything you want to do. BMFM is proof of concept that life is worth living and anything is possible. John, I'll kick it to you for the very last thought. Is there any knockoff brand that you're thirsty for a revival of? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Thundercats was uh, was very much all the rage back in the good old days. And uh, no sooner had the shine from the Thundercats uh, like been in your eyes as a little kid than Silverhawks showed up on the fucking air almost immediately after Thundercats Silver Hawks, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Biker Mice from Mars. These are correlations we cannot ignore. Um, and and while Thundercats Thundercats spawn multiple copycats, eh, um, probably none was more palatable to my little goofy childhood palate uh, than Silver Hawks. They had a fire theme song. Visually, they were all chromed out. They had wings. Um, dynamite, just guitar licks flying around through space. It was fantastic. So much so that for me at that point, Thundercats and Silverhawks almost became uh, synonymous. And I, I it wasn't really that interested in one if it was not preceded immediately by the other. So yeah, if someone came out to me and said, oh, here come the Silverhawks on new series, new comic, figures, movie, whatever the case might be, I might be just as geeked up as little Charlie Mondo baby. Uh, but they ain't. So I don't have to worry about it. I can sit perched up here on my high horse and just look down my nose at all you cretins with your crappy entertainment. Um, but yeah, no, I think you guys are nuts for watching this crap. But I fully support the ability to make fun of you. So you know what? On. I'll allow it. And when we talk about power and on, it reminds me of only one thing. And that is, of course, how we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics. And my friends, John is going to give you the visual if you're looking at that beautiful face of his with that perfectly trimmed beard. Because, John, we have just a couple steps, then we're out of here. Because first, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume up. Then you got to tune, Bad Mary, and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. See you, my space girl! We are...